for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. It's that time of year, everybody. You're probably looking for the most lightweight, packable, and reliable mobile hunting gear on the market. If you are, look no further than Latitude Outdoors. Latitude aids in any hunter that is looking to get into saddle hunting or mobile hunting in general, or for the guy or gal that is already experienced. Latitude offers saddles, climbing methods, platforms, ropes, dump pouches, knee pads, and much more. Let Latitude steer you to unfamiliar places while being efficient and lightweight in the process. For more information, head on over to LatitudeOutdoors.com and save by using the code THEFALLPODCAST for 25% off your next purchase. New for 2023, Helix introduces its four-blade head, the FJ4. The FJ4 broadhead takes the standard single-bevel design blade that Helix is known for and adds two smaller bleeder blades that insert directly into the ferrule. Adding for an additional 15-16th cutting diameter from the original Helix broadhead, consisting of the following sizes. 2 and 1 16th for 100 and 175 grain, 2 and an eighth for the 125 and 200 grain head, and 2 and a quarter for the 150 and 225. Improve blood trails and measure your recovery in seconds for the fall of 2023. Use the code FALLHX10 to save at helixbroadheads.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is Friday, May 5th. Oh, God. Totally butchered that. We're going to leave it in, though. It's Friday, May 5th, 2023, and I was going to say the episode number. Totally butchered it. That's Friday. Feel good Friday today. It is episode 295, and the reason why I'm saying that, I say it every week, but we are going to be hinting at something we have big coming up here in, oh, when is it? May 23rd. It drops this month. Our, this month here in shoot two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Episode 300 is going to be dropping, and where we're actually recording episode 300 next week, and we've got um, we've got one guest lined up. It's going to be all in studio guests, but right as of right now, Zach Block. Uh, you guys have heard Zach on the podcast. He's going to be in here, and then we're going to get another guy, but we're still waiting on. Um, that other guy and honestly what we're going to be doing is it's just going to be a big bs drink a couple beers hang out deer camp talk but we're going to talk about uh stories just deer stories um some of our you know best stories but also they kind of reflect on some of the maybe the best stories we've seen on you know tv back in the day or youtube or anything like that but also i want to take it a little step further david and this is something I just actually come up on the whim right before we started recording this was I would like to I would like to kick it to all the listeners and also let's do a Q&A. So okay. everybody out there listening, if you guys have any questions, anything, it could be tactic related, it could be about the Michigan Wolverines, it could be about the Ohio mother scratching Uckeyes. I'll just call them the Uckeyes. <laughs> Whatever. It could be about anything. Um, shoot us a message on Instagram and or Facebook, one of the two, and we'll cover them. Like I said, we're going to have four guys in, in studio, in face, and just kind of cover it all. It's just going to be a deer camp talk. But... Um, so that's going to be kind of, and it's going to be wherever the conversation goes. I mean, we're going to talk stories and everything, but it's just going to be, like I said, deer camp talk. So 
Yeah, to, I think we we're gonna be in it for the long haul that night. Like, yeah, it, that this, might be a three is, or four hour guy. Yeah, yeah. This, this is gonna this is episode three hundred, and not only is it gonna be you know a big you know mile mark, but we're also gonna be breaking in kind of this new uh, podcast revamp studio that we're gonna have going on. Yeah, if. if uh, I don't know if I'll have this episode up on YouTube or whatnot, but if you are, if it's up on YouTube and you're watching, you're looking behind me, and I actually did a podcast uh, with, there goes my computer off, I'm getting emails right now, and you guys might be able to hear the audio, but anyway, um, I did a podcast with Taylor Artist in studio, and that's actually going to be dropping next, this Tuesday, up Tuesday, and when I put that episode up, you're going <laughs> to, we're on like a... $25 uh, card table just sitting around, you know, just really makeshift. And the reason being is we've kind of hinted at it, but um, revamping the whole podcast studio at my house, you know, we had this podcast table, which was, which was good, but I wanted the, you know, the podcast room to be more of like a vibe, more of, you know, the mounts weren't in here or anything like that. They're all out in the, in the main um, area of my basement and, I was like, you know what? I just kind of want all the mounts in here. So, I mean, they are they are chucked in here. You know, <laughs> I I've got four more coming, and I don't know where I'm gonna put them. Um, but I kind of want it to be like just a vibe. So we got two couches coming. We got a big couch over here, brand new. It's a set, and then so we got a sofa, and then like a love seat. We're gonna have a nice coffee table, and um, just kind of have a vibe. There's a big screen in here, and even like when when I have people over or friends over we can just come in here and just kind of hang out watch a game in here or something like that i wanted to be able to use it for more than just the podcast studio than in with the you know than just the podcast but with the table in here was kind of couldn't do that you know yeah it's it's gonna be a cool setting though it's gonna be like a, a kick back and put your feet up kind of podcast area yeah yeah for sure and uh so that's that's that but um i don't know if i hinted on it but for this episode 300, we're going to be doing a giveaway, and mm. we we might as well launch it right now, today, Friday, the fifth. Cats are going to be out of the bag. Let's, let's do just it. let's just run it right out of the bag. So we're going to do a giveaway on episode 300, and we will we might as well um, we might as well like pull out the winner of the giveaway on the episode. We could Ooh. do that. You know, so we'll, we might, we might do that. We might not because I don't know. We, we, we had just talked about, uh, letting, okay, let, let's just get the gist of the giveaway. Let, we'll come back to that. So what we're thinking, what we're going to be giving away is we're going to be giving away a classic two saddle kit from latitude and also a pack of Helix FJ four broadheads. So a value of $500, we're going to be giving away. Okay. And what we were talking about and doing, and this is what we are going to be doing. If you go to fallpodcast.com, everybody that listens, hopefully you know that the merch store is up and live. Okay. If you go to fallpodcast.com and make an order, you get entered into the giveaway. Now here's the caveat. David came up with this good idea. The caveat is the more items you purchase, the more, more items you purchase, the more entries you get in. Okay. Now, so let's say there's, there's what is there, four items on the store, and now there could be a fifth by the time that this rolls. There could be a hat coming out uh, soon. It's just depending on when we get it. But anyway, let's say you buy the four items. You get four entries in, okay? Now let's say of the admin, if we, you know, we run out of stock of some some size. You need a medium or a large, and we don't have it. I will still jot you down. And you will still get into the hat. You'll have your 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 um your spot held. So I hope that doesn't happen. We've got a lot of we got a lot of or a lot of merch there, but it, you know it could fly off the shelf and be gone, um, and it, or it might not. So that's what we're gonna do. We're going to do a giveaway for episode 300. It starts today, right now, as we're talking. Go to the website fallpodcast.com. Go to the merch. And as many items as you purchase, that's how many entries you will get to get into this giveaway. Sound good? Yeah, dude. It's I mean, you have to think it look at it like this. If someone goes on there and they just may you know, maybe they just say, I I'm I wanna get one t shirt or I wanna get one hoodie. 
that one item may win you that $500 package. Like we're not going to split this package up. One sole person is going to win all this. And it could be simply from buying one t-shirt and that's all it could take. Yep, for sure. So that's what we're going to do. Now let's go to when we're going to announce it. So what we initially talked about, David and I, is is letting the that giveaway run through May 23rd till midnight that night. So that might alleviate, like that might not allow us to announce it live, but we can make the, it's ours. We can do it right now. If we want to say, no, we're not going to be able to do that because we're recording mm-hmm. the episode way early. So okay, yep. <clears throat> not going to do that. We are going to this giveaway is going to go until midnight on May 23rd. Okay. Once midnight hits, it's over. And I have all the, you know, I can see when people make orders so I can tell if you're in or not. And then so May 24th, that Wednesday, I will, we could either go live or I'll do a video and I will put everything in a picker wheel and we will get a winner. So yeah, all you got to do is go to fallpodcast.com and buy some merch. That's all you got to do. And tell a friend. Simple as that. Tell a friend. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, can I can I buy something? Can I put in for this? Or hey, no? if you want, I mean, get the ball rolling, <laughs> buy everything. <laughs> if, if just everyone's like, what the hell, David won? Like, come on, guys. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. So <laughs> yeah, but no, like, please, though, go share with your friends, your family. One, you know, one item gets you one entry. Go buy what you want. There's multiple items on there, like Aaron said, and there should be some other things hitting the store here very soon. Hopefully, be yeah, it, they should be in there before episode uh, 300 hits, so it will also add another item for someone to be able to buy. Yeah, and, and you know, yesterday I, well, a couple days ago, I guess I should say, I put in um, some orders to get some patch hats. Now, I didn't put the order in, but we're, we're getting them mocked up couple different versions so we got some patch hats coming and i wish i you and i are not wearing the hat but there's a there's a podcast hat that we made we only had like three of them made for when we went to ata and um people really like those hats so i actually have 12 of those hats coming they're just embroidered they look good there it's black with a gray background basically just like the one david's wearing but reverse uh richardson 112 and it says the fall podcast on it so we'll have a a limited run of those right now just to kind of see if people want them like i'm not going to go out and buy hundreds of them we're just going to buy a few right now and see how that goes so and those are coming those will, these will all have the new logo on them too. Like, yeah. no, like if these hats haven't been made yet, except for, for us. It's, so that's it. Like these are going to be fresh hats. The only person that has one outside of you and I is Bryant Lyon oh, yeah. from Helix. Cause I gave him one. He's the only one. And he actually called me the other day. He's like, Hey man, you got any more of those hats? He's like, there's a couple people here at work that want them. I'm like, no, I don't. So, um, <laughs> But hey, you, we will Ryan, you tell those tell those coworkers that they will be up on this story here very soon. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Okay. So just in just in recap. We're doing an episode 300 coming up. We're doing a Q&A for that as well. So that'll be a portion of the podcast. Submit any questions. Do that, please. And then the next thing is we're doing a giveaway for that. And all you got to do to get entered for the Saddle 2 the the la- wow. The the Latitude Classic. Classic 2 Saddle. It's a single panel. You get a dump pouch. You get the lineman's rope and the tether. Um, yep. You get in it, and then you get a pack of Helix FJ4 broadheads. So it's a value of $500. All you got to do to get entered, go to fallpodcast.com, go to the merch tab, buy some merch. You can buy one item or you can buy four or you can buy as many as on there, really. If your wife wants some, if your kid wants some, you can, I mean, shoot, you could buy 10 if you want. That gets you 10 entries. So how many, per- how many things you buy? That will get you one more entry. We're going to pick that winner the day after the episode drops on May 20. Fourth was the day that we'll pick the winner. So that's it. That was a long dissertation, 17 minutes of just hoo-ha or what? It, I think it was 17 minutes. So just like, let's get into what today is. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it, buddy. Um, I, I mean, today is just kind of a feel-good Friday episode. Like, you know, these ones let her hair down kind of thing. And I had I had quite a few things happen to me last weekend, some good things. Um, but did. also, before we get into that, though, let's do our question of the week. Okay. Um, I will go first because I th- I think you went first last time. Yep. 
This is a listener submitted question, and it is submitted by Kelly Hostetler, I think, or Hostetler. Hostetler or Hostetler? Sorry if I butchered that, Kelly. But the question is, if you could only hunt over one spot all season, would it be over a community scrape or a destination food source? Uh, I'm community scrape. All Eight season. days a week. All season. Oh, okay. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of what I hunt is a lot of, you know, what we, what we like to call like pressured ground, you know? So mm-hmm. most of the time, not even actually, you know what, not even most of the time, pretty much all the time, at least what I see in the areas I'm hunting, my, I will get a crack at that, the buck I'm after at the community scrape before he even ever makes it to the food source. So I'm taking the community scrape every day a week, twice on Sundays, no questions. Cool. I'm the same way. I don't have to elaborate on it much. That's I've, I was the same way. Um, food sources are, are can be tricky and difficult, especially yeah. in especially yeah. in a uh, uh, pressured state. Yeah, and it, you know what's funny is these questions. Like that's a great question, but you know our answers may be totally different. If let's just say Aaron and I, you know, we owned a lease together and we own 240 acres and we're controlling everything that's done on there then we might answer that a little differently. So, you know, our answers are exactly how the situations are that we are dealing with in the real world right now, you know? So, yeah, good question, though. It's a good question. Okay, so this one's also a a listener-submitted question, and this one comes from uh, Michael Akonin. So the question goes, okay, you have two pieces of public ground, okay? What, the first piece is any is somewhere between 200 acres to 1,000 acres, but that piece is archery only, but in a high-populated area. The other piece is a 2,000-plus acre piece of public ground, but in a non-high-populated area. Which piece are you going to take? Archery only, seven days a week. Archery only. It's, it's yep. that cut and dry for me. Yeah. Even, even with the high, like, let's just paint this picture. Like it's in the, let's just say it's in the same state. So the quality is of the deer can probably be the same. It just, the archery only is just kind of tucked tighter to like a higher populated town compared to the larger piece. You're still taking the archery only. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, me sitting the way I am now, I can pick, I think I could pick and choose times. Like I'd probably only hunt it during the week. You know, if you have that luxury, I'd only hunt it during the week where there's probably less pressure. Um, you know, it's but it's very relative to the to the area as well. I mean, yeah, I, I say that being a Michigan guy because it's like I know what happens in Michigan gun season. But, you know, if you get out to like an Iowa, that might be a little different, you know, but mm-hmm. I still think I'm taking the archery only just because there may be fewer of those class of deer I'm looking for, but... No, am I saying that right? No, I, I no, think what... I, there there would be more of the class of deer I'm looking for in the archery only. I would think because no gun pressure and being able to reach out two, three hundred yards and touching a deer, you know. So I would think there'd be more of the class of there'd be quantity. I'm going for the numbers. The age structure might not be there, maybe, but I don't know. It, it's so hard, but I I'm still taking the archery only. I'm doing it. Well. Well, and here's like when he reached out and asked me the question, I said, "Man, that's a great question. I'm definitely, I'll definitely use that." But I, the first thing I told him, I said, "Man, it's gonna be so situational dependent. You know, I mean, it's there's so many factors." But the one thing that 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 kind of popped in my mind is, let's just say, the archery only. Yes, it's close to a highly populated area, but does that still see as much pressure as the you know the the bigger public? but you can gun hunt it like that. Even though it's not in a highly populated area, that gun pressure could bring more people than the actual archery only public does, Mm -hmm. even though it's close to, you know, Detroit, Michigan or whatever, whatever example you want to use. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. It's a fun question to think about. It definitely is. Um, I, I don't know. I'm still taking the archery only. I, I just, I really think like, to me, it's not even not even close. To be honest with you, and maybe that's yeah. just a stigma I have in my head of like, gun hunters are just 
they shoot everything. That I do have that mm-hmm. stigma in my head. Is like because where we come from and what what goes on, everything dies. <laughs> it just yeah. it is what it is, you know. And yeah. Um, and, and usually if it's archery only, I can hunt it early. Gun season usually doesn't come until late, so or later in the year. <clears throat> so like being able to get a jump start from the opener is you know a really being the first one is there's something to be said about that too. Yeah. Well, let's let's take even a look at uh you know the flip side of just the opener. Now now you can hunt late into the season and you know we're talking about a piece of ground anywhere from you know up to it you know a thousand acres that hasn't seen gun pressure yet. Right. Like they don't see gun pressure yet. Yeah. It's it's a it's a fun question, no doubt. Yep. It for sure is. Guys, it's never too late to add or upgrade to your fleet of trail cams. If you're looking to add or upgrade, check out ExodusOutdoorGear.com. Exodus has you covered with an unmatched five-year no BS warranty and customer service that is so fast you will think you're ordering from Jimmy John's. Don't wait. Head over to ExodusOutdoorGear.com. Check out the Exodus render along with the SP18. Or if you're looking for a budget-friendly package, look at the Exodus Rival. Life's a passion. Pursue it at exodusoutdoorgear.com. If you've been a listener of the podcast, you know that I'm a huge fan of Garmin products. None bigger than the A1 Series bow sights. I've been shooting a Garmin bow sight since 2019 and in my opinion, hands down, makes you better in the moment of truth. For the past two seasons, I've shot the A1i Pro and my favorite feature of that sight is the confidence it gives you when I'm at full draw on a shooter buck and the moment just slows down. It helps the moment slow down, in my opinion. No more movements of grabbing your rangefinder and ranging once, twice, three times, and then moving your dial to the correct yardage. Or for the fixed pin hunters, trying to gap shoot. Just go to full draw, hit the range button, and make every shot count. If you want to learn more about Garmin bow sights, head over to Garmin.com. Okay, so thank you guys for submitting those questions, and we need more. Keep keep submitting them, everybody out there um, listening. Any que- no question's a bad question, honestly, and um, we just like hearing them, and it just kind of makes us think a little bit too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fun because, like, as soon as someone sends one to you, you instantly think about it. Then it's like, I think I know how, he, you know, Aaron is going to answer this, but I'll be interested to see. Yep, for sure. All right, what do you say we get into the meat and taters of today? Let's do it, buddy. I mean, you 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 had yourself a hell of a weekend up there. I did. I did. Turkey hunting. <laughs> Turkey hunting. Turkey hunting. <laughs> you know, the caveat to all this is, like, I've even said it before, like, turkey hunting, I've shot a lot of turkeys, you know, over the years. And actually, I think ever since I was 12, I've shot a turkey every year but one. So I mm-hmm. think, and, and honestly, that was last year. Uh, one yeah. or two years, something like that. But turkey hunting to me now is just something that like gets exciting when season's finally here. Like it's not, you know, it'd be hard for me to do a turkey hunting podcast all year round. Like I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. we're talking about yep. poultry here, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yep. um, but yeah, but, no, but after your, after your weekend though, I could hear the excitement in your voice. Like you, like it was, it was fun. Like, cause I think back, <laughs> I think back of like, it was, it was this, you know, a week ago on Friday that you, you killed your bird, right? Yeah. Yep. A week ago think, today. Yeah. And I like thinking about it, it's like, okay, we were on the phone for probably an hour. We launched a store in the morning, merch store. And then it's like, you're just like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go kill a turkey. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? You should, you haven't been hunting all morning. What do you mean? You're going to go kill yeah. one. That's the beauty <laughs> about turkey hunting. So like how, kind of how that all went down is, you know, a week ago today, Friday morning, I took my daughter to school and, and, uh, my plan was Saturday was to, um, I was going to hunt with my wife and we were going to go set out a blind and in our field. And we wanted to take our daughter and, you know, four thirty. getting up at four, four thirty in the morning is just way too early for a five-year-old, you know, just because I know what's coming the rest of the day. Absolute, just like, chaos and probably an ornery five-year-old. So I'm like, I'm not about ready to get myself into that situation. So I would much rather just go set up a blind in the field, put some decoys out and just kind of like deer hunt them in a way. So that was the plan, but it was going to be shitty weather on Saturday. So I had to, I also didn't want to get Peyton and my wife out in 
like some crappy weather and just get Peyton like turned off to it. You know what I mean? So, um, so what I want to do was Friday, I dropped my daughter off at school and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go by my family farm and just, just kind of see what's out. And my, a couple of my buddies, we usually every year will go and pick like a Saturday and we'll do a roost hunt and then we'll drive around. One of my buddies has a lot of ground and, um, we'll just drive around all day looking for birds and we'll just do a cycle. He's got so much ground where if we don't get one struck up, we'll just keep bebopping and then we'll come back to the first one. And then eventually we'll get one struck up and we'll have some fun. And, um, so I was also just looking for birds in some of his fields on the way to my farm to see what we had for Saturday morning. So I pull up to in our farm and there is a 65 acre hay field that is right in the front. And, I pull up on the first hill and all I see is three toms out in our field. And I just see the tops of their fans and they're all fanned out. And there's a couple hens. I think I could see like three hens, three or four hens with them. Like, oh man, sweet. So they never seen me. So I just backed out and I went home, started working. I didn't have any, any, like any desire to go hunting that day. You know, there was just, yeah. it wasn't there. And, um, I, as the morning went on, uh, I talked to Tyler Bentley and him and I were on the phone. I want to say it was like 1130 or something like that. Him and I were talking and he was telling me about their turkey opener that they did. It. They do turkey camp at his place and they were talking about that. And it kind of got me fired up a little bit. I'm like, man, you know, I'm <laughs> like, because it's, it's really easy for me to just drive up to the cabin and pull up to the cabin and I could hit a couple calls right there. And it casts a pretty good ways, and we've got you've been up to the property, so we've got mm-hmm. a good trail system to the property, and it sets up really well with the topography. You can walk the trails; it's easy walk, and just hit calls, see if you can strike anything up. So Tyler, Tyler kind of got me fired up, and you know, on the call, I'm like, "Man," so I think I'm going to go up and try to kill one. See, and, and what I was going to do is just kind of see if they were in the field, and just try to get around them, and just try to call one in. Yep. And uh, and if I didn't, then I didn't. You know, I'll just go and do something else. I'll come back home. <laughs> get so, out. Hey, you got a free hour at lunchtime. <laughs> exactly. So, and, uh, and one of my really good friends, Aaron Swan, he's been on the podcast before he works. He doesn't work Fridays. He, he works on the road and usually he's home on Fridays and just kind of doing his thing. So I get off the phone with Tyler and I call him immediately. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just got done mowing the lawn. I said, you want to go up to the cabin and, and, and see if we can strike up a bird, you know, and, and just, you know, try to kill one. I said, I can't be there very long. It's just, let's just go up and see if we can get one struck up and, and, uh, you know, maybe spend an hour at it and then come home. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll be over your house a little bit. So he comes over to the house and we get loaded up and, and, uh, we go up to the cabin and I kind of put up in the field, nothing in the field, no birds in the field. I'm like, okay. So obviously they're milling around and, so we drive up to the cabin. We park there. Hold, hold it, on. I got, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you expect to see those three birds still out in that field when you showed back up again? Or 100%, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I fully, I was fully 100% those birds would be in that field just because like up there, unless something, unless somebody pulls into the cabin and, and busts them a little bit, um, you know, those birds will sit there all day with those hens. Yeah. It seems just like out there just strutting around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we pull up to the cab and we get out and we're just kind of BSing a little bit, getting stuff around. And as we're getting stuff around, he's kind of getting some decoys ready and everything. I, uh, I'm like, I'm going to hit a box call. So I, I yelp, you know, nothing. And then I cut and yelp nothing. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's just walk behind the cabin through the trail and just try to strike something up. And, uh, so we walk and, you know, right now there's no, hardly any foliage on the trees. It's starting to green up. It's blooming, but you can't walk very far because the birds can see so far through the woods right now. So I only walk a good 50 yards and then I'll hit another call. Some people might think that's a lot, but honestly, 50 yards is a big difference and, and it happens a lot. You know, you might be facing one way and hit a call and then walk 50 yards and you're facing another way, and hit a call. And that bird could be in the same direction or same area and he'll fire. You know, um, a lot of times you just got to get in their bubble to kind of make them shot gobble. So I hit a call again, nothing. And then I was like, well, let's walk up to this food plot we have. And 
So to kind of paint an audio picture, we're we we're about 200 yards, two 300 yards north of, of our cabin, and there's a food plot, and the trail runs right through the food plot, and then from the food plot down the trail about 90 to 100 yards maybe the trail Y's and we call it the Y and the trail goes to the West and then it goes to like the Northeast. And, um, there's been a lot of birds killed at that Y like it's, you know, Tyler and Tyler Bentley and I did a, a, a Turkey hunt. We did a podcast while we were Turkey hunting and I killed a bird on a live podcast. So if you guys have never yeah. seen that, like it's, we have that on there. So we killed it at the Y. So I'm like, let's gonna say, I was going to say that that place should almost be called like Death Alley, right? There. Yeah, that's it like really a perfect should. Perfect spot to turkey hunt. It really should. <laughs> we it's there's so many birds that have been shot there over the years. We always put a pop up right there just for like a midday, like hey, anybody want to go sit in a pop up real quick and kind of relax and just like you know hit the call and everything because I think it's there's three trails that come into one and it's so visual. Birds like to travel those trails and if they can see a deke, they'll they'll come running a lot of times. So. I was like, let's let's hold back, and I want to, just in case there's birds down these trails at the Y, I said, I want to make sure we don't bust them. So we're sitting in the food plot, and I hit the box, and they they hammer. I mean, right then. And then it's the look at each other going, oh, my God, get down. Like, they're coming. You know, it's just yep. like they're within 80 yards of us right now. But they're over a rise. They're over a hill. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so if you take the Y, they are on the west trail coming from the Y. They're on the trail. I know they are. And my thought was they're going to come right down the trail. They're going to come right down the trail. So I put the strutter decoy. Swan put the strutter decoy right in the trail. said put it right in the trail. And then I put a laydown hen right underneath of him like he's breeding her. Yep. And... We backed off 15 yards and we're looking like, where can we go? There's no trees right there. And we just like sat on right on the edge of some like green briar picker bushes. Like Swan sat down on a, on a picker bush, got pickers all in his hand. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, crap, we're out in the middle of nowhere. I can't, I don't even have enough time to put my gloves on. Cause he filmed it and you can see on, I put it on Instagram. You can see the birds come in and my hands are just like, they're just white hands. Like I'm like, I, you know. And I was getting some feedback too. People were like, "How how can you get away with so much of that movement and everything?" Because I followed them with the gun. Mm-hmm. But you, I'll get into that in a minute. And uh, so we sit down, and I and I get my pot call out, and I'm just starting to scratch. And I scratch, no gobbles. I'm like, shit, maybe they've seen us. And no sooner I said that, Swan looks at the Y and he goes, "Oh, here they come!" And they're like 80, 90 yards to our right. And there's just white heads, three of them. He's like, there's three of them. And I'm like, oh, God. They immediately seen that decoy, and they come on a dino run. I mean, as fast as they can right to the decoy. I mean, in that video, instantly it looked like three best friends running out of a bar to beat someone's ass. Hundred, like, that's 100%. what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. But old Johnny, the first one you'll see in the video, he is a subordinate Tom. Now – subordinate means they've got their ass kicked he is timid okay he's i think all these birds are two-year-olds they had you know they're all toms but he kind of comes in you'll see him come into the video first and then he, he pops up he's like nope nope i don't have numbers old fred and harry are behind me they need to get up here because i'm gonna get my ass kicked so he stops and then here comes the other birds and they got numbers. Then they all three go in but still that subordinate one kind of like sits back the whole time and he's starting to pop you know, he's just like, something's not right. Why these other two are beating the ever-living piss out of my decoy. And so, first of all, I didn't want to shoot my decoy because they're expensive. Second of all, I was just trying to wait for them to, to, to kind of not group up. I didn't want to flock shoot them because I didn't. I don't need two birds to go down. We only can kill one bird in Michigan. Bogo deal. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was picking out what I thought was the bigger one. Like they were all toms. They were all within like, you know, they were, they're they're turkeys they're toms. I mean, and they're so close they're 15 yards. I was like, one of these is going to die. I mean, I, you know, they're not getting away. (laughs) So 
it took a little bit and finally the one that I was like wanting to come out, he kind of like steps back and I just hammer him, stoned him, you know? And, um, I look at Swan, I'm like, that was quick, you know? And the video on Instagram, I had to cut short, but it's a four minute long video. Those other birds stuck around and they're gobbling and I could double, I could have doubled up and everybody's like, why aren't you shooting another one? I'm like, well, Michigan, you only can shoot one bird. So that's why I didn't shoot another one. Um, but yeah, man, that was crazy. The quickest hunt I've ever been on, uh, from when Swan and I hit the call from when he gobbled to time of death was two minutes and 27 seconds. Like it was so fast, you know? (laughs) And I was like, wow, this is, this is wild. So he was end up being uh, just right around ten and a half inch beard, and he had inch and a quarter, or not inch and a quarter. I think there were just one inch spurs. I think he was like yeah. a two year old, but it was a great hunt. Loved it. Meat's gonna be good, so yeah. Got the weekend gonna, started off right. What are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna make like nuggets out of it, or crock pot, or what are you thinking? No, I love to do uh, turkey nuggets out. So I'll just yeah, you know, cut them up a little bit and then deep fry them. I love yeah. that part. Yeah. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Well, I, I, I tell you what, a couple observations from, from the hunt in your story is it just sounded like a fun hunt. You know, as, oh, yeah. as much as, you know, we both get wrapped into like, you know, how serious we take whitetail hunting and archery hunting, like hearing a story like that, where it's like, you know, you could go out there for such a, you, you had a short window. Hey, let's just go try it. Call the buddy, you know, kind of get stuck in a bad situation. Can't even get all your hunting gear on is to still have a successful hunt. Like it, it, my guess is like, even if let's just say those are three Jake's that come in, like you guys would have been like, Dude, like that was unbelievable, yeah. you know, and, and <clears throat> like it, even for a, a cell phone, like I thought that it was, he did an awesome job, like yeah. video in that. Cause when I watched it, when I seen those three birds come in, like I, like I was excited. Cause it was like, I knew no matter what, like you said about like not having a glove on, you could have maybe been in blue jeans. Those boys were coming. Oh, in there. dude. Like, <laughs> they had you, one you, mission, and that was yes. not to worry about me. It was to beat the hell out of that decoy. Yeah. 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 And you showed um, you showed a lot of patience waiting for that shot because even when I watched it, I was like, there's a shot. There's a shot. You know what I mean? But, like, you showed a lot of patience. But, like, the instant, the instant that one, that one gobbler messed up, like, he paid for it, boy. It was well. That the was whole time, awesome. Yeah, and the whole time I could have killed the one to the right. He he was just mm-hmm. flanking. He was like, yeah. you know, he's just this dumb thirteen year old, basically kid <laughs> that's just like, he's the one that's like, you know, after the fight ensues and they go tell their buddies like, yeah, we we fucked him up, you know, and it's like he yeah. didn't do anything at all, you know, he's that guy, and yeah. I'm like, no, had, I didn't he, want to kill him. He had his chest puffed out the whole way, but then when it came time, he let his buddies jump out in front of him. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, that that was awesome, man. Congrats on the bird and yeah. the uh man, the the picture of the bird in front of the in front of your guys' cabin. That's so awesome. And I was even looking at some of the comments like everyone's like, dude, congrats on the bird, but that freaking cabin is see, I've been trying to tell people the cabin is awesome, man. Yeah, and so I did get a couple DMs and a couple of those like people reaching out to me, they want like a walk through the cabin video on the YouTube channel. So 
I think it's something I might do. There's a lot of cool things in there. Um, we personally, we built that cabin um, 20, 20 or 21 years ago, something like that. It was early 2000s we built that. So that's like, you want to talk about a traditional like deer camp, Michigan deer camp. Like that's, that's what I grew up with. You know, um, mm-hmm. we built that. We filmed it all when we built it. So I have like all the footage and everything. I was, you know, 20 years ago, I'm, you know, I'm 36 now. So I was like, what was I 20 years ago? I was 15, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it, it's just really neat. So I think I am going to do a video almost like, a, you know, how Exodus does the wait till cribs kind of thing, like almost like a yeah. walkthrough like that. There's a ton of deer mounted in there. I think we have like, I don't know, 19 deer mounted in there, but also on the flip side of things, just about every deer that's ever been killed off that property since like 1978 or early eighties is hanging on the wall in there. So you'll have like just racks, like we drilled them all to the wall. So it's really neat to see all the history in there. And it's, it's a pretty cool cabin. So actually yeah. matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to be up there all day getting absolutely shit pickled. Cause we have a bachelor party up there next tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the perfect to have a, perfect place yeah. to have a bachelor party you know and yep. and that first time i ever came up there when we went scouting and then we podcasted afterwards if i remember you could probably listen back to it i said it right in the podcast i'm like dude you know the 200 plus acres that's that's really cool but that cabin is freaking badass you know and, yep. and i'll be honest like when i see something like that it's like there's part of me that wishes i had something like that growing up you know and and not that i didn't have a, a good like hunting heritage growing up you know but like it was a really this her the circle was small you know my grandpa my uncles and my dad you know were that like when i've heard when i hear the stories when i you know not only the the all the stories of the deer on the wall but like if i walked in there on you know november 14th and if i said who's the best euchre player here they'd probably be the biggest argument oh my god you know what i mean where it's like i but i i love that that's awesome you know if I had to guess how many Euchre games have been played in that cabin, it's I'm I'm talking we're talking Oh my gosh. I don't yeah. know. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A yep. lot, lot. I'm talking thousands <laughs> of games played. So Yep. Yeah, the, we'll do a we'll Euchre. do a walkthrough on that thing for sure. Yeah, the Euchre games, the the food that's been ate in there. I mean, e- even the outside, you know, like people, if you go back and look at the fall uh, podcast Instagram page and you, you look at the, the recent picture that Aaron posted of his turkey, like just the front of it. I mean, I could mm-hmm. sit there all day and, and drink cold beers and just listen to stories all day long. Yep, for sure. What, so, uh, yeah, speaking of deer, that, during your turkey hunt i mean i know it was super short but are you seeing any deer on there right now or no? oh my gosh i don't even want to our hay field right now is you go you go up there tonight there's gonna be 130 deer in that field mm. it's, are they uh yeah. are they starting to have the look because you know my daughters were asking me the other day and they they quickly are picking up on how this you know this 365 days of whitetail works and uh they said man they they kind of look shaggy right now so yeah because guess what they we're getting rid of that that winter coat and we're we're making that transition into uh into summertime and you know today's today's what may 5th and two years ago i found the earliest fawn i've ever found that was on may 4th you know so wow like, it, like but even even some of those like you take talk about all those does out there and you can almost look at some of their bellies and be like yeah they're they're real close right now yeah i saw some deer today one has has already started antlers. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. there's, I think I saw one on Instagram the other day is literally got brows almost already. Somebody posted and I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, Holy crap, you know, but yeah, yeah. I'm seeing, you know, just like nubs right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of deer up there right now. They're trying to pack that belly back on or, you know, I wouldn't say pack it on because they just came off a, a decently hard winter, but they're trying to, you know, you know, the does are trying to be as healthy as they can for fawning and stuff like that. So I think that's what a lot of it is as well is just trying to find uh, good nutrition. And yeah. the thing is we've had a cold spring, man. It's been colder and shit and a lot of rain. So yeah. it hasn't warmed up yet. So hopefully yeah. that'll start happening. 
you're you're right though. I I've seen some guys post some pictures, and especially the guys that live in states that they can kind of run like mineral sites. Like those deer mm-hmm. are using those sites already, and and it's <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, dude. It's getting me pretty excited because I yeah. mean it is. We're here the first week of May. I mean, in in basically once May and June hit, and then we're into July. I mean, we're gonna you're kind of gonna know who's who. And I honestly, I haven't even told you this yet. But on Tuesday, you know, my daughter, she's she's got a driver's permit now, so I'm sitting shotgun. She's driving. It, we're kind of coming up to uh, a stop sign out, out kind of in the country, and there's like this wood, little woodlot next to the this intersection, and I'm kind of looking out the window, and I see this deer. He had to have just stood up because he kind of had that, like, that arch back like he was stretching, and he didn't have brow tines or anything yet the size of these bases on this buck i was like instantly oh yeah i was like hold i told my daughter like hold on one real quick and she goes what are you gonna take a picture i was like no i need to drop pin because i need to come back here and talk to somebody <laughs> i i think i think it's gonna be slim chance but i mean this deer like i said so th- that was on may 2nd like he's not high off his head but the, the circumference of his bases so far was and that's enough cool. for me to know <laughs> that's cool yeah yeah you know um i don't want to get off the deer talk but the turkey hunting did not stop it, uh the weekend for the weekend this and then <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> oh, we're, we're rolling into uh saturday we're rolling into saturday okay all right so let's do it so staying on friday real quick so i killed the bird and then uh so my buddy still wanted to go hunting the next day and uh, one of my really good friends, Caleb Brecker, and um, you know Aaron Swan, they still have tags. And my other, our other buddy, Pat Cook, he, him and I have already killed birds now. So him and I were going to call and drink coffee and just like, hey, guys, you guys run the guns. We will you know, spend most of the day Saturday. It was going to be really bad. My wife didn't really want to go with my daughter, so that was kind of out the window. So we were going to spend most of the day turkey hunting with these guys. And it was supposed to rain all morning. So I told... We, we were on a group text and I was like, you know, Patrick and all of us were like, Wrecker, can you go roost some birds? So he went out to one of his best spots and he just, he roosted some birds that night. He said there was two times, I think he said there was a couple jakes and a couple hens and he, <clears throat> excuse me, he watched them walk off the end of this field, but well, he couldn't, he couldn't see him go into the woods because there was like a rise there. So he's like, I almost positive know where they're going to be roosted. So we're looking at NX the night before, and we're like, all right, let's get there early. Let's get set up on this inside corner in this field and just kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. So we get in there and we get set up, and I brought my strutter decoy with a laydown hen, and, and Patrick's got a laydown hen as well. So I like to put out multiple laydown hens if we can. I've said that before. So. <clears throat> We're sitting there, and, like, the field edge that we're sitting on is running east and west, okay? And, and, and I'm essentially looking right at the inside corner because there's like, a, there's, like, a little trail, like a game trail or whatever comes out, and we're like, if those, he thinks those birds are roosted back in the back, they're going to come right out here, slam dunk, done deal. Mm-hmm. Patrick's sitting to my right about, I don't know, 10, 12 yards, and, and those guys are manning the guns up there, and... and uh so it's starting to get daylight and we hear a gobble in the back and I'm like, okay, boom, we know where they're at. We're good. You know, he's going to, he's going to fly down. I do know he's got hands with him. He's going to fly down. He's going to come out here mill around. We're going to shoot him. Well, <laughs> all of a sudden up on the ridge to our left or out in front of us, another bird gobble. So like, okay, two strutters. Can you, mm-hmm. you could usually tell what's a strutter and, and a Jake usually. I, you know, you, you, a lot of times you can. Yeah. So it gets to the point where these birds should be on the ground by now. So we're thinking they're on the ground. They're gobbling every once in a while, but then we got some hens going. So you can hear the hens in the back, 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 back. You know, they're just going, birds are gobbling, but all they're doing is they're just spinning. They're full strut and they're back there spinning. We can't see them because they're in the timber. And all of a sudden in the inside corner, this bird just hammers, boom. And he is 30 yards. Okay, and nobody can see him. There's out of mouth. Yeah. And it you can feel it on your body, and we're like, 
I'm like, oh my God. I pick my phone up and I start recording. And it goes on for about two minutes, nothing. And I'm like, shit, did he, was he subordinate? Did he see the strutter decoy and he didn't have numbers kind of thing and was like, turn around, just left. At that moment, all you hear is, he was in the roost above us. He was on the tree that Swan was sitting on, basically. We didn't realize we walked in on the birds on the field edge, and he flies down. And I'm like, you guys didn't bust him out. Didn't bust him out. We got in in early. We got in early. Wow. Yep. So he flies down. I'm like, oh my God. Like he was in the air. I thought he was in the ground, you know? Anyway, so at that time, the birds are, they're sounding off every once in a while. Like we'll hit a call and like they might sound off, they might not. It was really hit or miss. And um, so Patrick and I have been doing a lot of calling together. Like, and we, him and I have killed a lot of birds together. We turkey hunt together a lot. So we kind of know what each other's going to do. Yep. So when we start hearing a hen kind of repeatedly, you know, yelp and then kind of cluck at us, we can tell that she's kind of in the mood to fight a little bit. We call them Henriettas. They're they're just like Karens, you know what I mean? They're just So I look at Pat and it wasn't we didn't have to say anything and it was like let's piss her off, you know, cuz mm-hmm. we him and I've called a lot of birds in where we've pissed the hen off enough to get her to come out and she just brings the tom with them. And we've killed toms that way. So he'll start on the pot, his pot call, and then I'll just cut him off. <laughs> You know, and then it gets her going. And then, and once she starts going, we'll cut her off. We'll cut the real hen off. And then she just, she'll pop right back at us. And it is like, honestly, it is the most fun thing to do in turkey hunting, in my opinion. When you can get a hen mad, that's what makes it so fun to me. Like when she, when you can like have a hen respond to you, it's just, I don't know. That's so much fun. I just love that part of it. So anyway, this hen's cackling, and I, Patrick and I both know we got to get this hen out here to get these birds out here. Well, once the hen and us start getting into like a, a pissing match, basically, then the birds are gobbling like crazy. They're sounding off all, and then they're getting closer and closer. All of a sudden, Patrick looks over, and she's like, he goes, I see four of them. They're coming. They're all redheads. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. They're going to single file out here, and we're going to be doubled up and dunzos. And, um... So I can't see him because there's autumn olive. I'm literally right in the middle of an autumn olive patch, and it goes the whole length of the field. And all of a sudden, one redhead pokes out, and another one pokes out, and another one. And I'm like, okay, that's a Jake. That's a Jake. That's a Jake. I'm like, there's got to be a Tom in there. Another Jake. Another one pops out, and I'm like, are they all Jakes? And they're all Jakes. And immediately, you got to know my buddy Caleb. Okay. <laughs> Caleb doesn't discriminate. I knew immediately these Jakes were in a lot of trouble. Like, like one of them is going to get dusted. And uh, <laughs> He's an opportunist. He 100% is, which <laughs> I don't discriminate. That's whatever you want to do. It's gonna, and I'm just like, this is going to be fun to watch. And uh, so they run in. They got numbers. They run right into the strutter. And I'm like, okay, started to think. Either we're going to sit here and watch him, the, uh, these five Jakes, beat the ever-living hell out of this decoy, or, and I'm going to have to shoo them off, or they're going to shoot one. <laughs> no sooner I said that to myself, hoo-woo, Wrecker just <laughs> hammers one, okay, stone dead. And all of a sudden, like, the birds, they start, like, flopping up and, like, jumping up and down, like, looking, what, like, what's wrong with Ted? You know, like, what, what's he doing, you know? And all of a sudden, I hear, click, and I hear, ch Click, and I'm like, I look at Swan, and he's trying to like, he's gonna shoot one. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. We're gonna get really western on this. Yeah. And finally, he gets the gun up, and you just boom, he rolls one, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, let's go, you know. So we, they rolled two Jakes, and that was a lot of fun because it was I, I I was I knew Wrecker would, but I'm like, I don't know if Swan will or not. And he's like. Because we're we both Patrick's getting our bachelor party tomorrow's for Patrick. He's getting married in two weeks, and we just got a lot of weekends are filled up with that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. Rucker's like, man, I I don't know when I'm gonna be able to hunt again. I I gotta get meat when I can, you know. And it was great, but it was it was pretty cool, and um, it was just a good day of hunting. So that was yeah. pretty neat. I'm back again with some codes to help you save on some great outdoor products. If you're looking for a new bow, go try out the new RevX from Prime. 
at g5prime.com. And if you're looking for a new custom string to go with the new bow or an existing bow, go to americasbestbowstrings.com and use the code THEFALL to save some money. Lastly, but certainly not least, I know you're probably looking for some arrows, so go to methodarchery.com, check out their custom arrows, use their arrow builder, build out your arrows, and use the code FALL10 to save on your next purchase. It is spring and I'm going to be doing some turkey hunting in a buck bourbon rack house 300 plus ground blind. They have the patented one way mesh window so the critters can't see you while you're doing your backstrap ballet just before you go to full draw. They also offer the saloon style spring door for added room while trying to enter and exit the blind. Everyone's done in a time or two. Your pack gets hung up on the top of the door or the zipper alerts a roosted gobbler in the tree above. No more of that. Buck Bourbon has made the door bigger and eliminated the zipper. So let Buck Bourbon help you in the aid of getting your next trophy. Check them out at buckbourbon.com and use the code TFP20 to save on your next purchase. I tell you, you know, you probably don't even think much about it now, but you know, you and your buddy that have been calling a lot together over the years, like that's so deadly. Like, oh, yeah. that is that is so deadly having that because you know most of the time it's not like i mean how many times are m- most guys hunting by themselves or just taking someone out not like you know having a hunter and two callers like that that is mm-hmm. deadly but man i mean for the last week you basically had turkey palooza 23 going on up there and every <laughs> every time like whether it's your dad's hunt or your hunt or the next day like for what little bit of time you spent turkey hunting, you guys got into a ton of action up there. Yeah, I've been hunting. <laughs> I've been actually physically out sitting, waiting for birds or calling them in three times, and we've killed four birds. So it's not, yeah. it's not bad. Not bad <laughs> odds, you know. Your, your batting percentages is not too shabby. Yep. Now I just got to get my <laughs> wife one. But I, I want to go back to the calling thing. Patrick and I are not great callers by any means. We just know... Like we're good enough just to get birds, you know, committed and, and everything. But like a lot of it is something my dad taught me when I was little is my dad was a great caller with a box call. Like like when a bird was coming in, you know, a box call is usually a locator or, you know, to get some like to, to reach out a, a ways. My dad could just make a box call sound so good and, and low if he needs if the bird's coming in. Like he just loved it. I can physically not do a mouth call. I don't even try anymore. Cause I just can't get it. So I'm a big like slate call guy, um, but we just you know we just do enough to that that we're happy and successful and it's all good. So yeah, yeah, and you know you guys also like all those turkey hunts. Those weren't on the the prettiest of uh, spring days either. No. Like you guys, I mean they were all kind of a little bit crappier weather days also, weren't they? Yeah, we really have. I mean my dad's was like the day I shot was really windy. My dad's was. A colder morning, but calm. But we have yet to have that like warm spring, green up turkey hunting day where it's like you almost get sweaty during the day or the morning because it's like pretty warm. We haven't had it yeah. yet. So, um, well, I I tell you what, I mean, if if the wife can get out this weekend, I mean, it looks like we're finally gonna break out of the fifties and at least down where I'm at Saturday, Sunday, these next two days, they're supposed to be low seventies. I mean. I, I don't, you know, could that make the turkey hunting just, you know, flip flip the trigger real good turkey hunting? Definitely could. I won't be hunting this weekend, though. I'll be hunting 12-ounce curls. But um, um, so she will have to wait till next weekend. But she's got the full, the the ZZ hunt. What's the whole whole season, you know? So yeah. we'll get out. But it's, yeah, it's looking like this weekend's going to crack the temperature into the 60s then up into the 70s. So it looks like it's going to sustain 70s for a little while. So yeah, that'll be good. Hey, <laughs> I got a question for you. This, uh, this the 12-ounce curl, curls that are going to be happening tomorrow at the bachelor party, you told me that there's a little skeet shoot going on. Uh, you can, are you manning up and taking dad's 10-gauge up there with you or no? Not manning up at all. <laughs> no way that's happening. I went and bought uh, went and bought um, some ammo the other day. Dude, they don't give that stuff away. Fourteen no, bucks a man. box, man, for just like seven and a half shot double A tracker from Winchester. It's like, man, I remember buying that stuff for like eight bucks a box. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But those 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 days are definitely changed, buddy. Yeah, we'll be shooting a lot of skeet, playing a lot of cards, playing some cornhole, and just having a good old time. The uh, the, the kicker is. 
and you know this, I haven't drank um, a beer in like 47 days. Mm-hmm. So I haven't drank an ounce of, of alcohol just because I'm trying to be a little healthier and, and um, you know, I'm on a pretty aggressive fast program right now. And, you know, I had a problem with soda there for a while. So soda and beer, I haven't drank in 47 days. So I'm literally going to drink two bush lights probably and be completely shit tanked and uh, be feeling good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I, I like to give credit where credit's due. Good work, dude. I mean, that stuff is, you know, it, when when you sit down and think about it, you think, well, I can do that. Then when you get into it, a few days into it, a week into it, a, a month into it, when you, you know, when you kind of make a, a, a health plan in your mind, it, it's it's a struggle. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you hear a lot of guys talking like, you know, I go to the gym almost every day. Going to the gym's the easy part. The, the Living a healthy li- lifestyle, that's the hard part. So, dude, you know what? Good freaking work, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the guy that's going to go work out every day. I might work out once or twice a week when I but other than that like I when you hold me when I try to hold myself accountable and and work out every day, I I cash out after a week and it's like back to just like picking out. So the thing that I found work for me is uh, I've been doing this fast now for a little over a month where I stop eating at nine o'clock at night and then I don't eat again until noon the next day. Uh, I do have a cup of coffee in the morning and, you know, drink water. But, you know, other than that, like just the fasting and trying to be active, you know, just whether go out for a walk or, you know, run or something. Um, And then when I do eat from noon till nine, I'll eat whatever I want, but I don't eat a ton. I'll eat lunch and then I'll eat dinner and then I might have like a snack, you know, and that's, that's about it. And, and, you know, that's what I found work for me. Cutting pop out was huge. Cutting beer out. I feel amazing. Like yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh, my energy's up. My mental capacity is way better. Um, I'm not going to say I'm going to sit here and I'm going to drink, I'm going to quit drinking beer forever because I just, I generally like the taste of it, but you know, pop for sure. Like I'm trying to get rid of it all together. And I think I'm over the hump, you know, 47 days is a long time for me to do that. And you know, I've lost five pounds without working out once and have sustained it so far. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to be 10 pounds down by May 20th. Um, I don't know if it'll be, I probably need to do some working out to get to that, but, um, yeah. but I feel great. That's the thing I'm going off of. I, I feel amazing, you know, um, and that's all I can ask for. Yeah. And you know what? It's all about balance. You know, there's nothing in my opinion, there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you've been doing this and you've done such a great job and you go have yourself a couple, you know, cold beers tomorrow. doesn't mean you're just going to completely fall off the wagon and just start drinking pop and beer right. every day again. Like you can go enjoy that, you know, like there's also a part of like kind of living in the moment, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. there is, you know. Um, but then like, it's also getting nicer out. So then all of a sudden, like if you start incorporating, you know, some, some evening or morning walks when the weather's nice, like then all of a sudden, like that five pounds turns to 10, turns to 12 pounds, you know, like when you start adding in that also, but no good work, dude. I mean, it's, I don't care what anyone says that the stuff is hard in, you know, a lot of, I think like lifestyles, um, you know, what people want with their health it's easy to want it tomorrow. I want to wake up tomorrow and look like this. And I think health and bank accounts almost go the same way. Like people think, well, if I have a million in the bank, I want 2 million in the bank and I want to wake up and it's going to look like that. No, this shit takes time and it takes Mm -hmm. work and you just got to put your nose down and get after it sometimes. Yeah. And you know, I guess the biggest thing I would tell anybody is just find out something that works for you. Like I found something that works for me and and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm okay with that. And you know, the fasting thing is going to be something I'm going to do forever. Is there going to mm-hmm. be a day where I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat like breakfast or something. Yeah. There probably will be a day where I just kind of, but for the, I mean, I'm, I'm over a month into this. It's the norm for me now. I, yeah. I don't, you know, I remember there was two days I called you at like 10 AM, like, Hey, I need to talk to someone cause I need to eat so bad right now. And I just get my mind off of it. You know, that's gone. Like it's, yeah. it's gone. It, it's just the norm for me now. And I'm not a breakfast guy anyway. So in a lot of days, I mean, some days I might not even drink coffee. You know, coffee is not like a big driver for me. I just do it because I do like the taste, but I don't have to have it every morning. 
Um, that's yeah. more of like a, like you said, like in the moment kind of thing too, like turkey hunting, like Saturday, you know, I took a big Yeti mug in, you know, underneath the tree, it's raining, you know, it's kind of, it's warm. So you're hearing birds gobble, it's dark out and I'm just sipping coffee. Like I like that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yep. and you got to think too, Aaron, that, you know, how do you say this? Like the odds are a little bit stacked against you as in this, like the whole, like trying to, um, fast you know like not eat during the day like you're talking about like one you're kind of home by yourself mm-hmm. two you work from home so like when what do people do when they're bored i know eat. what i do eat. i eat you know so like you like you are in a hard situation you know what i mean it's not like yeah. you, you know you're you know driving to work then you're you know say you're doing construction or something like that like you know you're you know down there you know grinding away editing stuff and it's that can be tough to do so when i do get do get those phone calls like i get it i it's like hey keep me busy for a little bit man talk me off the ledge you know kind of thing <laughs> Yeah, for so, sure, man. But no, good work, buddy. Proud appreciate of it. Appreciate it. Okay, so everybody, just you know, we're gonna wrap it up here. But don't forget about the giveaway. Go to it's starting today. As you're listening to this, it's starting today. Go to fallpodcast.com. Hit the merch store. As many items as you're gonna buy is gonna get you that many, uh, you know, uh, entries into the giveaway for the $500 value of the saddle, uh, latitude saddle, the classic two with the ropes and the pouch and the FJ4 uh, broad pack of broadheads from Helix. So do that. Also, uh, episode 300, we're going to be recording next week, a week from today, basically. Like, I think Thursday we're going to record it. So hit us up with some questions. We're going to do a Q&A, and we'll answer some questions as well. So that's all I got, man. You got anything? No, man. Just uh, hope everyone gets entered for the drawing. We don't, I mean, I think odds are going to be pretty good for someone to win something. But, yeah, send those questions in because it's it's we're going to make this a really good episode episode 300 coming down the pipe yep for sure also thank you guys very much for all the downloads and all the support go to itunes leave a five-star rating and leave a written review also do it on spotify and and don't don't forget we'll be right here next time on the fall podcast I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.